How can average working citizens like us, how can we reform our unjust financial system to erode the wealth and power of big banks, traditional corporations, and the super rich, and redistribute that wealth and power to average working citizens without relying on politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist, investment advisor, and founder of Stakeholder Enterprise. On our last show, we were talking about how, as a nation, we reacted to the global financial crisis of 2008 with anger and blame, myself included. And because of we, uh, because of us acting, reacting with all this anger and blame, um, we haven't reformed anything. Instead, we are arguing uh, with one another, and really, it's these these two powerful wings of our political parties that are are really uh, colliding together. And it, once what once was a national debate has uh, devolved into something into the gutter where it's a lot of just petty arguing and insulting and ultimately nothing is getting reformed and the big banks traditional corporations and the super rich it's business as usual and they're getting richer while the rest of us are, are staying in the gutter blaming each other so um we need to react differently uh, we need to free our mind from the blame and, and the judgment and the anger and uh, I'll, I'll free it so we have the cognitive capacity to come up with solutions. Okay, so well, well how do we do that? Um, and how should we react? Well, I am choosing to react with love. Um, now, what does, what does love mean? I think that is a, a, a natural question, although uh, for most of my life, I never really give it, gave it any thought of what exactly love is. I, I never took the, the time to define it. It was more of an abstract feeling um, and something that I, I could describe but not define. And when I finally... Uh, started to uh, try and come up with a definition um, back in 2016. Um, it it was it was difficult. It was difficult um, because uh, trying to describe something, it, it, and when I put it out into words, it didn't really seem like love. Uh, what it what it what it felt like was I was describing um, attachment. Oh, I can't live with this uh, without this other person. Um, you know that that's a, a form of, of attachment. Or uh, love, I thought was oh well, I will this 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 person. I condone their their behavior because I love them. Um, and and none of that was. Uh, true. None of that was true. So I, I, I had to really um, go back and step back and, and define what love is. So um, I'm going to take some time right here. And I want you to think about how you would define love. 
So let's let's give let's put 10 seconds here on the clock. And I want you to think about how you would define love. Okay, so what did you come up with? Uh, perhaps you thought of a romantic love. Uh, perhaps you thought of a, a love for a humankind. Uh, perhaps you, you thought of uh, a love of God. Perhaps you thought of a love of a passion that you have, um, uh, of an interest. So, so here, that, that's one of the problems is that there are uh, different types of loves. And, and so um, we need to, um, first of all, be on the same page when we're talking about love. Uh, so what I came up with is that uh, love is layered. And on, on the very bottom love is a general love for uh, all things living and even things that are inanimate. Um, and how I define that is an unconditional, unconditional acceptance and unconditional respect. And this is just a general love uh, for, for all humans. And, and even this microphone I'm talking to, I accept this microphone for what it is. Um, I respect it. I don't want to damage it. Um, I want to keep it as long as possible. Um, uh, same, same with a human, you know, I, I want to accept uh, a human for who they are. Now, I think there's some confusion here because a lot of times when I, I, and this is true for me in the past, when I thought of, uh, unconditional acceptance, I thought that it meant that someone shouldn't be held accountable for their, their behavior and their actions, which isn't true. I can accept someone for who they are and still think and still know that they should be held accountable for their own actions. Uh, it, it, it's not, you don't have to have one, of, you, you don't have to have both. You can, you could accept someone and, um, and still think that they should be held accountable for their actions. And how I was able to wrap my head around this is, is just by, um, understanding that I have no idea what's going on other people's brains. I have no idea about their thoughts. I have no idea about their life experiences um, and how they view the world. They literally, we all literally have different hardware. We see the world with, with eyes, our own eyes and our own brain. And no one else has these eyes or this brain. So how, how could anyone know what I'm thinking or, or perceiving the world? And, and so for me, I, I, I have no idea uh, what, what someone is perceiving in the world. So uh, it's, it's easier for me not to judge them knowing that I really have no idea. Even if someone tries to explain, articulate um, their intentions, it's, it's, it's still, it doesn't mean that I will have the ability to understand what they're trying to say, or even sometimes I don't have the ability to uh, fully articulate what what I'm thinking or my thoughts, because oftentimes I'd have to go through a, a huge, long backstory about life experiences. And, and even then, still, it is very challenging.
So unconditional acceptance. Um, I, I, I choose to accept people for who they are um, and, and w w without question. Uh, unconditional respect. Now, I used to think that if I respected someone, that meant I condoned their behavior. Um, but that's not true. I, I could respect someone, show, show them respect, and not condone what they're doing. Um, you know, I, I, I don't condone people who are living uh, on tents in, in, in the streets here in Honolulu or anywhere really around the world. Um, I don't, I don't condone that behavior. I, I, I don't condone that the majority of them are, are drug addicts. I don't condone any of them, that behavior, but I do respect them because I have, uh, again, I have no idea of their life experiences that led up to th them living on the streets in a tent. I, I have no idea. And, and by showing, um, just basic general, uh, acceptance and respect is, is a human dignity that, that we all deserve. Um, and, and this is important. Okay. So th that's the big one. That's the big layer of, uh, general love for, for all humankind, even inanimate things. Um, I think it's important to express love uh, too. So on our next level is what I call a tribal love. Uh, this is, you know, people in your community where you live, they're, what, what elevates this love is um, a shared experience. So uh, it, it doesn't even have to be where you live. Uh, it could be um, perhaps a, a profession that you're in. So my wife, she is a physician. And anytime there's a, a news story about a tragedy happening to uh, a physician, it it really affects her. So the, just recently, there was this ER doctor that uh, was hit by a, a car on purpose. And then the guy got out of the car and stabbed the guy. Um, crazy. And it, and it really affected her because she th there is this shared experience that she has uh, of being a physician. And um, that that's that that tribal love uh, that 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 is that next layer. So the, the, the layer on top of that is uh, friends and, and family. And uh, the friends and, and family is, a, is an intimate type of love because not only do you have the unconditional acceptance, unconditional respect, this uh, a shared experiences, but also there is a, a deep admiration uh, because there, there is a, a deeper level of shared experiences, and, and you get to see, um, you, you know, uh, these the, the how how your friends ha have grown, and 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 perhaps there's something you really admire uh, about them as well. I mean, not perhaps you do. I mean, that's 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 that next layer. This this next layer of of love. Um, after that, uh, the next layer is uh, this, this love that we have with our, our close family. Not all of us have this. Some of us may, well, many of us don't have any love, but it's possible to, to have uh, a close family member where you really only have this general love for. 
you may not share any experience. Uh, well, you do share experience, but you perhaps you don't admire um, their their, their uh, behavior, and and that's something that's fine. That's what I was talking about earlier. You don't admire their behavior, but this this next familiar love it it, uh, it it's because you have seen. Uh, let's say it's your child or a parent and you've seen them overcoming challenges and, and adversity. And so not only is there this uh, deep admiration, but there's also a deep understanding that's going on as well because you, you've seen it firsthand. And so it, it intensifies that love. And then on the, the very top is uh, an intimate romantic love. And this is uh, general, you, you have, you accept them, respect them unconditionally, shared experiences, deep admiration, uh, deep understanding. And on top of that, you have uh, a, a deep attraction and uh, a, um, hopefully you have a, a passionate, uh, a passionate desire for affection as well. Um, and, and I think the most important thing in this romantic, intimate love is, uh, the willingness, uh, the willingness you have to put in effort to not only maintain the relationship, but to make it grow. And I think that's the, 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 what really separates, uh, a, a true, um, uh, intimate romantic relationship. What makes it special is that effort. Uh, so, so those are the layers of love that uh, that I came up with through through uh, deep contemplation and and challenging my own uh, false past beliefs uh, and, and really exposing, uh, you know, putting a light on and trying to def define what my love was in in the past. Okay, so. Um, how can we use love, at least this general love, to uh, reform our unjust financial system? Well, um, how we are able to, if we're stuck in blame and judgment mode, how can we get over to love mode? Uh, now, there's this, this book that I, I really love. It, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, the books of Don Miguel Ruiz, The Mastery of Love. Uh, I find this this book to be a really good companion book. It's called The Human Operating System by Sean Delaney. And uh, it, it's just wonderful. And in this book, he has something called uh, The Mood Elevator. And uh, The Mood Elevator, it, it kind of describes, uh, he breaks it up into two parts. Uh, we have our higher moods and we have our lower moods. When we have our higher moods, uh, he, he gives all these details of how we make better decisions and uh, how much more productive we are, how much more solution-based we are when we're in these higher mood states. Um, and when we're in these lower mood states, uh, we have terrible decision-making uh, uh, and uh, we're, we're suffering and uh, the things that we, we don't want to have in life are, are times uh, we're in these lower mood states. Um, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz 
calls the higher mood states the track of love and the lower mood states the track of fear. Um, but Sean Delaney, he breaks it up into a mood elevator. And it's interesting, right in the middle of the mood elevator is curiosity. So let's take a look at the, the lower mood states. On, on the very bottom, he has uh, depressed. Uh, then it's uh, up from that is judgmental, then defensive, then anxious, then irri irritated, then frustrated, and then you reach the middle point uh, at curious. Uh, from curious, you can go to understanding, appreciative, optimistic, creative, wise, and at the very top is uh, grateful, having a, a grateful mindset. Um, and and so if you're full of uh, blame and, and uh, anger, you're full of blame and anger, blaming uh, you know, uh, a political group, or you're blaming uh, corporations, big banks, super rich, um, blaming the media, wh whatever you're blaming, um, you're, you're in a low mood state. You're, you're angry, you're judgmental, um, you're frustrated, irritated, all those things. Sometimes you even get depressed by seeing how horrible things are. You're like, ah. So, uh, how do how do we get out? Well, um, curiosity seems to be the key. Uh, just simply being curious. Okay, well, why do we have an unjust financial system? So if you're stuck in this blame state, you can ask why without – and the key thing is a lot of times when you ask why, it's it's easy to go right back down into the blame state. Uh, okay, so so why why do we have an unjust financial system? Uh, why why is the big banks? Why are traditional corporations? Why the super rich? Why why do they have advantages that that I don't have? Um, so when we're curious, then we can really break it down and, and see the solutions. Well, uh, big banks they uh, they have they they choose. Uh, who gets loans and and who don't and, and who doesn't and uh general the general public well before 2015 they couldn't uh choose who had loans and and who didn't um it was all private market uh and you couldn't and you couldn't do that on on a massive scale uh you had to be a private lender which was private market um why are big banks uh, funding exploitive companies? Well, uh, you know, again, they, they have a private market. Um, and that's where I was stuck. Traditional corporations. Um, how do they have all, you know, how do they have all this power? Well, it, they have the power. They, the people who have the power are, are the people that started these corporations and invested in them in the ground floor. That's that's how they created them. That's how they uh, designed them to maximize profit. And this was at the ground floor. And to get into the ground floor, you have to be what? Well, you had to be in the private market. Well, who gets to be in the private market? Well, institutional and accredited investors. If if you don't if you don't have a million dollars cash in the bank, then you're not an accredited investor. If you didn't make two hundred thousand dollars a year for the last two years as an individual, or three hundred thousand dollars a year for the last 
uh, two years um, as a married couple, then you're not an accredited investor. So uh, the private market and, but uh, as of 2015, um, there is now access to the private market uh, via, via crowdfunding. Um, and, and so when we switch this to curiosity, um, then we can kind of, oh, well, this, this is the, this is the reason why, um, there's other reasons why, well, there is, you know, politicians getting paid off, you know, corruption, but, uh, you know, there's lobbyists, uh, politicians have insider information, all this other stuff that that's going on there. They can, they can really, uh, you know, they're in a position of power where they can uh, dictate what what happens and, and and what doesn't. Well, why do they have a position of power? Well, it's because we the people are demanding that they do something, and we're we're giving away our power to them, and we're making them more powerful by doing that instead of keeping this power and choosing to be the change. Okay, so so being the change. How how can we, we be the change. Well, first of all, we need to be in a higher mood state. Uh, we need to be on this track of love uh, to, to, to be able to be the change, to take responsibility and, and not to blame. So, uh, but, but that, that still leaves other people. How do we get other people on board uh, to, to uh, be part of the solution, to be crowd investors, to take the power away from the big banks uh, and, and the traditional corporations. Well, I'll tell you this: we if if we don't accept and respect someone with a, uh, a differing opinion than us, then we uh, if we don't accept them or respect them, then how how much how do you think we can possibly? inspire them to be part of the solution. If, if they know that you disrespect them or, you know, you're angry or blaming at them, what chance do you have to inspire them? Zero. You have no chance. None. None. So we need to have this, uh, this, this mindset of love, uh, of, uh, of acceptance, of respect in order to inspire others to be part of the solution to be a crowd investor, to, to, to change the rules uh, of the private market. Um, and and uh, this is, it, it's, it's, not, it's not easy. It, it takes practice, uh, but, but through curiosity, um, it, it, it makes the, 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 the work uh, a, a lot easier. And uh, this is what this is what I, I'm trying to do and, and, and trying to, to, uh, share with others. Uh, you know, I, uh, this, uh, this ability to, to be the change and, and to inspire others to, to be the change as well. So we're going to continue with this, uh, conversation on how we should, uh, react to, uh, an unjust financial system, uh, tomorrow. Uh, but I want you to remember that I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too.